Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brew Thoughts podcast. This is German, and uh, we're doing a NFL draft pod because it's, it's what, seven, eight days away. I have Daniel here with me. I have Ivan, who's returning. And we're just going to do this, this very big uh, NFL draft pod where we're going to talk about as much as we can. And then we're going to recap and see all the ways we failed after the draft, because I'm sure we're going to be wrong a lot. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for joining me. This is uh, I, I'm, I've been looking forward to this one. I think we've been circling each other for mm-hmm. for a while now. So I'm glad we're we, we finally were able to, to, to get it done. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thank you for having us here. Extremely excited. This is actually a really fun draft, especially to go over. So this one's uh, this going to be exciting. And so, just off the bat, obviously we know, or at least we we can assume we know what the first two teams are going to do. I think it's it's unless something ridiculous happens. I think Trevor Lawrence is going one. Zach Wilson will go to the Jets. The draft starts at three. What is going to happen at three? What do you guys think is going to take place at three? Well, you know what? As I said before we started recording, I'm really, really excited to be here with Daniel because for those of you that don't know Daniel, he's been one of my longtime friends for more than a decade and a half probably. And he's been for years just lobbying me to get into college football. So I'm going to defer every single question uh, <laughs> to, to Daniel. So I'm going to just uh, go ahead and let him start, you know, just start us off because he sounds way smarter than I do when it comes to college football. Yeah. Well, I thank you. <laughs> I've been trying to get him along for the w- longest time. I think I texted him a couple months ago, like, Hey, right. You know, this Kyle Pitts guy. And he, all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. I'm going to, I like tight end now. He's always looking for a tight end. Um, That's right. So with that third pick, I mean, why not just move back? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you my, to move back. No. So at first, when I seen, when I seen this happen, the first thing I thought, was Justin Fields. It's just, you know, this guy is the this guy's the number two guy out of high school behind Trevor Lawrence. This dude has his name's been flown around the last three years since he's been out of high school. I mean, though he's went to two different programs, I mean he's been he's been one of the top names that you talked about in college football. And um I think even going in before this last season started, he was always the number two. So with, you know, this Zach Wilson kind of coming out of nowhere, it does kind of surprise you. But, you know, people pick up their game out of nowhere in one year. We all, I mean, we all see that. All of a sudden someone just hits the switch and there's someone different. And um, so at first I'm thinking Justin Fields. After thinking about it, I was like, you know what? The only pro day was Trey Lance. So maybe it's Trey Lance they've seen and they're going up for. But then, you know, then they start talking Mac Jones and I'm like, okay. Then I'm just like, well, I don't know. Maybe who knows what it is now? Maybe they're just going after Kyle Pitts. But um, my gut's gonna say, if you're gonna give up that much, you're gonna give up that much capital. I'm gonna say you're you're gonna put it the person who has uh, the highest floor, uh, which is gonna be Justin Fields. And I, I think I think he's also at the highest ceiling amongst uh, the uh, the rest of the quarterbacks. So um, I definitely think Justin Fields will probably go three. Hey, Daniel, can I ask you something, man, before I give my response? I'm I'm of the mindset that I think that Justin Fields should even still be argued for that number two spot with New York. Because, I, I mean, I like Zach Wilson. You know, like he's, he had some pretty good games in BYU, but 
I I would still make the case for for Justin Fields because of the you know it's just like what you were saying before he has the higher floor, and he played in some pretty big games. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? No, oh, I, I I totally agree. I mean, like Zach Wilson this last year, they 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 scrapped together a, a, a schedule at BYU that you know they're they're mm-hmm. you know they're picking up games at the, on the fly, you know, because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. they're picking up games, and um, you know, he hasn't played against the big competition. Obviously, Justin Fields plays. You know, he's played in the playoffs the last two years. I mean, against right. all all you know, Clemson and Alabama, and this. I mean, he he, he, he performed huge this last game against Clemson too. So huge mm-hmm. game and you know, gets into the national championship game. Unfortunately, you know, he didn't, he didn't pull away with it, but um, he, he, he's proven at, at a mm-hmm. high level. I mean, uh, Trey Lance has never played a school that's anything near, you know, even Boise state, you know what I mean? He hasn't really mm-hmm. played a big school. It's one season, you know, he didn't play last year. So I guess there's question marks there. And I, I, you know, I, I, I like, I like uh, Mac Jones, but I just, you know, I, I think, I think he's just loaded. <laughs> He's got everything yeah. around him, so I think everything's pretty easy for him. So, yeah, I I I think Justin Fields is, uh, is has been battle tested over Zach Wilson, though. And that was my knock too for going um, over Mac Jones because Mac Jones had weapons. I mean, at one point, in please correct me if I'm wrong, he had uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, right, and the but I guess his uh, receiving core. Oh, are, are we talking Joe Burrow? No, Matt, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I was referring to uh, Matt Jones. Who did he have oh, you're, as a wide receiver for? Yeah, you're, uh, 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 Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, yeah. That's um, what it was, I'm sorry, yeah. Exactly, yeah, dude was, and, and, and then you have a running attack that is just dominant as well, so, I mean, your defense is on their heels, like, when I, you know, I, I think of certain guys, when you, when you are the focal guy, you know, I think, you know, defenses are game-planning against that one person, but I guess, like, a person... Um, who has so many weapons, it's, you know, he, I guess Mac Jones could pick and choose his, you know, because he's got so many weapons, he could pick and choose where he could uh, send, send the ball. How much of the Mac Jones stink is is uh, affiliated to Tua, who I think heading, going into the NFL last year in the NFL draft, I would hear some people say, like, he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in college. And, we, you know, Tua has was not what was under he he wasn't as great as we thought and and maybe it's the hip and all of that does that have anything to do with why people are so down on mac jones and also the the stink on the alabama quarterbacks in the nfl oh yeah i don't know they've, they've never had a really great track history with quarterbacks in the first place so i totally understand but they but tua is you know he's five-star recruit at a high school you know so is jalen and mac's not Mac's a three-star i mean he kind of gets himself in the program and waited his turn. So I, that's why you could say he doesn't have that, that track history with him. But um, I could see that in a sense. I think you could also see that with Justin Fields. Not a lot of great quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State either. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think the ones get the most track history is probably North Dakota State, Carson Wentz. I think probably the only school. Right. BYU has uh, been a while since they've had a – a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taysom Hill really wasn't a quarterback in college. I, I think he's just so talented. It's just, it's tough to kind of look at his numbers because it goes with a lot of different guys that you see in the program. And, you know, you know, Matt Liner, he had all these huge numbers, but look at all of his weapons. He never mm-hmm. hand out. And that's one thing I would be afraid with Mac Jones is, you know, you got a great running attack. You've got great receivers and, 
you know, your numbers are huge, Heisman Trophy winner, so on and so forth, and nothing really pans out. So I, I'm that's just my only thing I would be worried about picking up Mac Jones if he was, you know, at three, especially as much as he given up for that. Yeah, I think a lot of the the conversation with because I think as if you're going to pick three, uh, and especially with the guys that are left at the quarterback position where everyone's nitpicking now. So obviously with Mac Jones, a lot of it is the, the lack of, of athleticism, the, the weapons he had. And with Justin Fields, do you buy, do you guys buy the, this notion that he, that he's just a one read quarterback, or is that one of those things that in the right, with the right coach and with more experience, he, he becomes a, a more complete um, quarterback from that standpoint? I, I think the one read thing, I could see you totally see it in his highlights. You see it all the time, but I think that's something you could wean him away from. I think he, I think he's smarter than that. I think it's something you could teach him. He's got the potential. He has the accuracy. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? That's just the biggest part of him. I mean, it may not be the greatest cannon, but the dude's got accuracy. And I mean, I guess one thing I like about him, he's not a, he's not a scrambling quarterback. I mean, he's, he's a pocket guy. He just mm-hmm. has some wheels. You know, he's just like Dak. I, I like to think of him like Dak. And um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd say he, 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 could, he has a lot more to learn. And he's young. He's still pretty young. Yeah, and I think one spot that would make sense that we've been hearing a lot has been New England, right? So I think if you were to put him in with the Josh McDaniels, if they were to move up to go get him, or even if they were uh, just fortunate to have, um, you know, just to have him fall to them, uh, I think they're number 10, right? Is that where they're at right now? Uh, 15. Where they're picking you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was confusing them for uh, uh yeah for another team. But yeah, I think that if if they were to get Justin Fields, I think that McDaniels can do something good over there, considering that we know that Cam Newton's not gonna be the guy for the future for New England. And it'd be pretty interesting to see what they do with uh with a player like Justin Fields, who just like what Daniel was saying um so well is that he's not you know, just like your typical scrambling quarterback, he can actually throw in the pocket. And I think it's just a matter of him being more consistent from what I was seeing with his gameplay. Cause I felt like just last year was a lot of up and down moments for him. Yeah. I think that we're going to see, especially as we head into the, the week of the draft, everyone's just going to just plant their, their flags where they think uh, the number three pick is going to go as it stands. Now, I think, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Justin Fields. I think I think a lot of the stuff coming out of San Francisco is is smoking mirrors. I think that yeah, I'm just studying the images. That's all I'm doing. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. The Twitter images, the the Kyle Shanahan look to Justin Fields, the way he smiles, the whole thing. I think Justin Fields is the the perfect balance between between uh, Lance and and Mac Jones, where he has the athleticism. And he has the accuracy, like Daniel said. And but I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be upset if it's Mac Jones. I was I was hearing uh, Chris Sims, and I drank that Kool Aid. Uh, I just I, I think he's, I think he has the he has a a, a really high ceiling, and I, I wouldn't be all of that upset if it, if it goes Mac Jones. But what would happen if they take Cow Pits? They wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, but, be- but would it break the internet? The 49ers go, I, they wouldn't do it, obviously. But just right. let's entertain this because Kyle Pitts, I think, if we just go player, if you're just drafting the best player, sure, he's might be the number two, maybe the number one, maybe right, right behind uh Trevor Lawrence. But what would happen if they were to go 
Kyle Pitts and say, you know, we're just going to ride with Jimmy and we're just going to put all these weapons on, on the field. Stop us. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the entertainment would begin with, okay, they really think they're, they're just one piece away. Um, but they already have uh, a George Kittle, but the thing is Pitts can be used even as a wide receiver uh, just because how talented he is athletically, but uh, it'd be crazy because just like when, when Daniel opened up, he said, you don't trade all that capital. If you're not going to go get the quarterback, that you, you know, things going to be the quarterback of the future. So I think we, you know, uh, we know, but for the sake of argument for this question, I, I think it'd be absolutely crazy if they were to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, I think it would break Twitter. It'd be something that'd be really interesting because you don't make all those moves just to get a, a skilled player that may have fallen to you. If you would have just traded up to six or even five with Cincinnati and then with Philadelphia who at the time was six. Now it's obviously Miami. Yeah, that would be, that would be insane. I mean, just running, you know, a two tight end set like that. I mean, I, I forget who you guys have in your backfield, but like, I, I just, Raheem you, Mostert. you're just, you're just kind of like, are they, it, it always looks like a running formation, but they're just, you're just passing out of it left and right. And, and especially with the mismatches you're going to have with George Kittle, and and Kyle Pitts on the line, you know, you're gonna have linebackers, and these guys are just running full routes, deep routes. And then you got Brandon Ayu coming out of the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, would, it would be very scary. I could just see pocket, I could just see these bubble screens left and right whenever and you still have Debo uh, Samuel too. What would happen? What what would what, what do you guys think is happening at four? Does Kyle Pitts go to Atlanta? If Justin Fields is still on the board, does Atlanta pick up Justin Fields? Should they pick up? Justin Fields. Well, well yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would, I, I think if, if I was the GM, I want to win now. So I want to tie in. I want to just load up. Uh, they need defense. They need defensive players, but I will totally load up on, on offense and give them a shot. Um, I think it will just be a mismatch uh, nightmare with any team, especially with uh, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Even saying, cause I know when, uh, when Carolina had made the move to get Sam Darnold, I was even thinking, dude, they have the opportunity if Pitts is even there to even just load up on their roster because they would already have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, CMC. Then you throw Pitts in there. It's just like, dude, that's a good squad. But, and I think that even with Atlanta, they're in that same kind of situation as well, where you just think about all those pieces that they have and how that would work. Um, so, I mean, cause even when, uh, before Philly had moved out of the sixth pick, I was praying cause you know, uh, Daniel sort of the seed early on about pits for me. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this guy is something else. And then I was hearing the buzz about he, how he was like, a, yeah, just a once in a generational kind of talent. I'm just like, Oh my God, this guy could potentially fall to the Eagles at six. So when we got traded out to go to 12, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, we just lost the chance to get him." But I get it. It's a good GM move. But then, because even to your point, Philadelphia ran the most two tight end sets last season, uh, running 35% of those in their offense. So I was thinking, oh, dude, it'd be a perfect plug and play, get Pitts in there to give some weapons for Hurts. But um, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him go to Atlanta, considering that it's a good final run to give Matt Ryan his final piece. Because, you know, uh, with Julio Jones, he's he's already aging. It's crazy. I think that he's now 32 years old, but that's already the age we start seeing some kind of decline with wide receivers. And it'd be cool to uh, throw in pits in there to help rejuvenate that offense, considering that you have Calvin Ridley on the rise. And they would allow Arthur Smith, their their new coach, to to do some fun stuff. He's going to bring a fresh ideas to, to that offense. And I think Cal Pitts would, would fit perfectly there. If, if Atlanta is going to not take a QB, which I think they can go a year or two without with, with Matt Ryan, uh, and yeah. kind of just roll the ball and and see and see how far you go. I, I think one of these years Brady's gonna have to fall off. And if you just 
just go look at that division. The only team you're really worried about is is the Bucks and the Saints. I think we got. I'm of the mindset. I I want to see. I I want to see Champagne win with those two quarterbacks. With before I, before I say no, he, he's gonna do it. And I think we we saw with Belichick that as great as he is, he he still needed the the quarterback to to take him over the hump. And I I'm not a believer in New Orleans. So if you're Atlanta, this is a time to to go all in. I agree. To, we go to the Bengals, and if you're the Bengals, do you protect Burrow or do you give him a weapon? I would say protect him because I don't know if you guys saw those new photos where they were releasing their new jerseys, and uh, I, I saw this funny tweet, and it had Joe Burrow sitting on the throne, and someone zoomed in on his ACL oh, scar where that. he had the yeah. surgery, yeah. and uh, they were saying, I think that's something like, tell me you're drafting Penny Soul without telling me is you're drafting Penny Soul and it zoomed in on his scar on his knee on uh, Joe Burrow and I thought it was pretty funny. So uh I mean he he I mean he was so talented last season and yeah you lose AJ Green but T Higgins um you know had a great year and then you also have Tyler Boyd over there in the slot. Um so I I, I would say you want to protect your uh, your asset for the future which is Joe Burrow but I don't know, man. What do you think, Daniel? Um, I, I totally agree. I think that he is your he's your franchise quarterback now. But they did kind of get a left tackle, and they do have another pick coming up. Is this an opportunity to get yourself in a legit number one wide receiver? Because they don't have one on the roster. A.J. Green was right. the only true number one. Um, Tyler Boyd and, you know, T. Hick, T. Higgins, you know, just was a rookie last year. I would not be surprised if they went Jamar Chase at this point, uh, because I kind of think five and six could either flip flop. You could go Penny Sewell or you could go to Jamar Chase either or, mm-hmm. and they both make sense to me. I did my own mocks and I went either or. I'm like, yeah, it just kind of makes sense. I don't see either of those two players leading those those two picks um, without one of them getting drafted. But I, if I was the GM, I would probably at this point I would go with the receiver just because they they did get a left tackle. So they might be looking at maybe second round. Maybe they're looking at, I think Eric Fisher might come back by mid, you know, next year, you know, from that, you know, Achilles injury. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what else they're thinking. They may have another idea that uh, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe a linebacker, who knows? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we're going to see in those two picks, those two players go, uh, whether it's uh, Jamar Chase five, or and uh, Sewell six or or vice versa. Um, do the do the Dolphins trade again? I would say. I, you I, drew. Oh, sorry, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. I think each of these teams. I think. I think Atlanta's sitting on a trade right now, and someone says, if they do not take Justin Fields, just give us a call because we want to be at number four. And a team like Atlanta be like, okay, we'll pick up some picks and we'll rebuild. I, I'm sure any of these teams could be in that same situation where they're like, let's see what the 49ers do. And then in this scenario, we're going to call them. We're going to, mm. you know, go up mm-hmm. to get the guy we want. Yeah. But I think the 49ers are right now are the ones that are kind of holding everybody back to kind of find out what's, you know, wh- where the rest of this draft is going to pan out. Well, you know what, German, I'm curious too, man. Um, as a 49ers fan, what, what pick are, Okay, well, I went out to be a quarterback. Is there a quarterback that you really want, or is is it really up in the air for you? I don't. I know that you said that you still are on the fence about Matt Jones, but you wouldn't be mad at it. But what, like, uh, what would you want? Honestly, i I think I would want. I, I I would want a receiver. Or I would want Pitts because 
I think we can win with with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I really do. Is he a lead? Is he no? But I I don't think you. He doesn't need to be to to win. I don't. The, none of the quarterbacks, except for the the top two, uh, the the remaining one, it's a lottery. And I think uh, I think you you can strike gold, or you're gonna get a very average quarterback at best. I I do trust Kyle Shanahan a lot, and so. Because of that, I I would like to see Justin Fields, just because of his mobility, his accuracy, the whole thing. But there's not there's not one quarterback that I am ready to die on a hill for. The I to me all, the the one I am the one I like the least, just what I've seen, and I'm not convinced is Trey Lance. He's the one that I I, I don't want, and I, I've I think today. Um, I was I saw something where somebody said that they're hearing the 49ers are taking him and I was just like I just just not him just mm-hmm. fields or Mac but not him I just I think to me he's 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 the the guy that played uh played nobody and is all athleticism and I, I just don't trust his arm to to day in and day out and he and he runs and i'm not a big fan of running quarterbacks i just i don't like them i went through with colin kaepernick and he he was okay and he and he was good for a few playoff games and after that he he got figured out and and i mean he's out of the league now but that's that's a different story but and this is with the assumption that they would trade jimmy grappolo right with the pick that they get or you know after they make the decision or is it one of those you you keep him for a year, like the whole Patrick Mahomes transition plan with Alex Smith. Was this? I I don't know who who they would trade him to. Maybe New England, but I think if if the 49ers go Mac Jones, I think New England is gonna do everything in their power to move up to get Justin Fields or Denver or somebody. So somebody's picking up um, Justin Fields. So if New England picks him up, I, I don't they, they won't have a need for him. And and now you're stuck. Who's gonna give you? what you want for Jimmy Garoppolo. They want a first round pick. I I don't know who's going to give them that first round pick. So I think you, you would go into camp with Jimmy Garoppolo and whatever rookie quarterback gets drafted. Is this hard for me to see anybody trading for, for Jimmy, uh, unless it's the Pats. That's the only team I can see, see doing it. Would the Dolphins help the Pats? No, no, that one never happened. I'm sorry, they won't trade up. It just, At all? They won't even. No, there's no, no. world in, in which. I, I not. I don't think at this far into the draft. I think if it's fifth rounders, fourth rounders, I think they may toss that around. But I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do this at all. Like I think that goes the same. I think that was what. Who who initially had the three pick? It was. Um, Miami. It was the Dolphins. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was they the had them because of the the Texans. That's correct. I'm just trying to think here because obviously they they hopped they they could they hopped, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, no, I don't think they would. If it does, that would be pretty remarkable. Be seeing what they will do, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think Miami is going to stay with where they're at. I don't know what they're what they're going to go with, but um, I, I they they do probably would need another tackle. Well, you know sure what? I thought it'd be interesting if they took Devontae Smith because wouldn't they be pairing him up again with, with Tua? Yeah. Yeah, so then you have now 
with Preston Williams. You still have Devontae Parker. That one, Devontae Smith there. That's a lot of weapons for Tua. That, and then you also still have Mike Gusecki at tight end. I mean, it could be a pretty good receiving core for, for Tua, give him some weapons. But then you're you're more so making the case for uh, um, Sewell, right, to go there instead? Yes. Well, I, they do also got Will Fuller, too. They, they picked up Will Fuller. That's I, right. I, yeah, I absolutely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they seem well. I think if they went anything, I think I think Kyle Pitts would be a nice choice for them. Two tight ends is always going to be nice, but um, I I think I don't know if they would go receiver in that, but they might. I mean, I don't know. I, I like Devonte Smith a lot. I'm actually more I've watched him the more I've been watching his highlights. That dude's a beast. I think he's the best Alabama receiver since Calvin Ridley, and that includes the guys that were drafted last year. Uh, wow. Jerry Judy and and and, uh, and Rugg Jefferson with LSU that was LSU. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ivan wants Jefferson to be an Alabama guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you know, I'm really bummed out that the Eagles. I, I saw this uh, that this video on Twitter about how like the Vikings uh, like staff was laughing when the Eagles had passed on Jefferson, and I thought like that is so embarrassing because. I was I was pretty bummed out that we didn't get him last season. Well, this you, you guys also missed just before the DK Metcalf pick too. I think you guys just went with somebody else. <laughs> JJ Ardego Whiteside. <laughs> That's what it was. Don't so I was started. I was thinking that whoever Howie Roseman drafts at wide receiver number twelve, the next guy is going to be the best receiver. <laughs> so I actually hope it's I do hope it's Devontae Smith because I do think he's I think I do think that guy's light. Well, well, yeah, we know what I. I still have hope for Rager. I think there's still something there. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, with Whiteside, yeah, that was just a bus pick already. I mean, also (laughs) considering you had Metcalf, and I think also AJ Brown, if I'm not mistaken, too, could have been uh, chosen, which is just crazy to believe. Sad to believe. I hate to believe it, but yeah. Are we sure the Dolphins aren't drafting a quarterback? Oh, oh no, I don't think so. I I, I don't think so. I think I have enough draft capital for that next year if they wanted to. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm just checking, just checking because they're you put a good quarterback in that in that offense, and they they would be competing for the for the division mm-hmm. with Buffalo. So yeah. I'm just checking because you you never know that, that that's still a good position. I think the Pats will trade up to seven. As I've been doing all my mock drafts, I I think the Lions are the team that makes the most sense to trade out of seven. I think the Pats can move there. I think the Lions are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they believe in Jared Goff, and I guess they see something nobody else sees, and and they <laughs> believe in him, and and so I think the Pats will move up here and get. Whoever, whether it's Mac Jones, Justin Fields, whoever, I think whoever the Four Niners don't get, I think they're getting that guy at at seven. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think it makes so much sense for Detroit that has a lot of holes as it, especially receiver. They they need a receiver, and right. Rashad Bateman could fall up fifteen, and he's actually one of my favorite receivers too. Mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect. And then they're probably going to be picking up another second. So mm-hmm. they could probably share up their offensive line, or they could also um, even look in the defensive side of the ball as well. I don't, I'm not sure mm-hmm. what all their needs are. Yeah. They, yeah. They do have a lot of holes. The one, cause I didn't have them trading out. So 
I figured that uh, Waddle would be there for, for them to take because, you know, you already moved on from Kenny Galladay. There's no Marvin Jones. Um, so to bring in Waddle, who I personally would love to see at 12, but um, yeah, the way that these mocks are just uh, shaping up, it's just looking like Philly's going to just miss out on those uh, four amazing pass catchers, including Pitts. So you got Waddle, Smith, as well as Jamar Chase. But um I would see Waddle go in there, assuming they don't trade out. Yeah, definitely. If, if they had to stay, they're going to go with the, the top pass catcher available, right? Which whoever, right. whoever that that is. But yeah, I totally agree. But I think I think trading back is. I, I've never thought about that, but that was actually a great point by German. That just moving back, you're going back to 15. You're still going to get a, an elite top five wide receiver in this draft, and then you're going to still pick up more picks in the in later rounds. And 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 let's be honest, we all seen that New England can't draft. And they already got all their guys <laughs> in free agency, so right. I, I think I, I think they'd be willing to do that. That's actually pretty smart, right there. And you were saying that you like Bateman better than uh, yeah. Kadarius Tony. Oh yeah, I like Bateman over Waddle too. Really? I like Bateman's Mike. I, I would I, if you just put a receiver, he's the number three receiver. But with Pitt, interesting. Wow. Oh yeah, definitely. You got to watch this guy play. He 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 just dude, he's him. physical. He's physical. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. And and then when you're when and that's another thing, when teams play Minnesota, they game plan around him because he's their only weapon. You know, when you go to Alabama, you're just like, oh, we got to watch Waddle. Next thing you know, Devontae Smith is behind you, and and so I I, I do like that's a good point. a lot. We'll we'll do we'll do ten. We'll do, we'll do the top ten. Okay. Um, right, eight I think now, right? Yeah. So what what do we think is happening at eight? Do the Washington football team is that where Trey Lance goes? No, uh, isn't eight Carolina? I That's thought? correct. No, it's Washington. I think it's Washington. Oh, is it? Carolina's eight. Oh, it's Carolina. Like yeah, yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, if if it's Carolina, oh, well, I mean, of course, right now it's at eight with Carolina. I there's not going to be a quarterback being taken there. So right. now, now the question is: Do you address the defense, or do you add another weapon for Sam Darnold? Um, I mean. My guess is why not go for Sertan? Um, there are eight, you know, just how about that secondary over there? But that's my initial one. Me, uh, you know, like well, we'll let the expert take it over. So go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I, I've actually I've, I've actually heard a scenario where um, someone actually picked, I think it was Trey Lance in this situation. And I was just like, wow, you're going to have three quarterbacks. I mean, you have got to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. That's the, your first goal. You already invested money in that. And then you're already holding the money in Sam Darnold. So I don't think it's going to be quarterback. I actually think it's going to be offensive line. And I think they're going to go to the, get the second best tackle. And I think that's Rayshon Slater. I think Later, he'd right. be the next guy. He would, he would, be, the, I, he would be the guy who dreamed the falls to 14. But I, I think there's too many teams that will grab Rayshon Slater. Yeah, I like the – so in my mock drafts, I kept doing little uh... – Little trades, so that's why I had Washington, because yeah. I think oh, okay. I think Washington moves up to eight. To me, that 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 makes a lot of sense, um, because their defense is good, solid. Their offense is okay. They're, they're they're okay as well. They need a quarterback, and I think that they could move up to to get Trey Lance. And so I I think it would make sense for. For Carolina, who's not in need for for a quarterback, and they can get some more picks and and move and move down a bit. Um, 
and that so that's why I had uh I had Washington there. Mm. But yeah, I, I think if, if it's sense. Carolina, I think I would go with uh with with uh, offensive line to just protect um Sam Darnold up there. I think that, that makes the most sense. I'm so excited to see how he's gonna do post, you know, being with Adam Gase because you see all these players that do so well once they leave the system. So how, who, how does, I mean, uh, we're pivoting here, but who, who's the, who's the next team that will, that's going to hire, that's going to hire gays. If Sam Darnold ends up showing everything people thought he was going to be, does Adam get, does he get banned from the NFL? Is he complete? Cause that would have been two teams where the, he made everybody miserable and everybody and the quarterbacks left and they and they were good again. I just I, I don't know who who what team is like. Yeah, sign me up for Adam Gaze. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure he's got plenty of pals in the NFL who he's gotten jobs for. Yeah, and uh, I, I you know some of these guys can wait a couple of years before they go anywhere. But you know he is supposed to be a quarterback specialized specialist, offensive coordinator. Um, so I would not be surprised if, you know, we see him landing a co-offensive co- coordinator position and also the quarterback's coach of, you know, it, it, to be honest, sometimes you just be, be, you go into the collegiate levels and you see that and then all of a sudden they do good enough and they bounce back into the league or, mm. you know, he might even go college, who knows, but um, uh, yeah, I, I could probably send somewhere in the league, who knows where, probably just go back mm-hmm. to the position coach. Yeah, I want. I want no pieces of gays. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> As we go to number nine, the Denver Broncos. Um, I think this would be a good place for Micah Parsons. Personally, mm-hmm. I like him there. I, I think he would. He he would uh, bring a lot. He he would bring just a lot of talent to that defense. And I, I, him with Vic Fangio, who, who's probably one of the best uh, defensive minds in the league right now. I, I think he would fit really well in that in that team with that culture. What do you guys think? Or should they go offense? I think if it, if it was me, I obviously I'd have my list. And if my quarterback, which if it was me, it would probably be Trey Lance. I, I think I'd like his mobility compared to mm. Drew Locke. I mean, Drew Locke has mobility. But I think he's got a lot more potential than Drew Locke. And mm-hmm. I would probably – he would be number one. If he's not on the board, I would probably look at the, the next best tackle, which would have been Rashawn Slater if, if he's not available. Um, I could possibly go linebacker. I mean, Michael Parsons might be a way to go. Um, but I guess at this point, I'm, I'm you know, I, I think their board might be – and they might be open to trade at this point. They're like, hey, our guy's not there at nine. I'm going to fall back. So that, that may also happen because the next person just might be looking at, I don't know, Caleb Farley or something. I don't know. Yeah, my last mock, I had Trey Lance going over there too, considering that, you know, Drew Locke, you still don't know what you have there. I mean, granted, he has had some injuries. He didn't miss Portland Sutton for most of the year last year, and he hasn't really had all of his weapons healthy. So it makes sense as to why you would want to give him a shot. But then, um, you know, you see Trey Lance there on the board. He, he could be that spark for that offense. Um you know, especially what we saw with, with Philly and I'm, you know, just come back circling with them because I think they've had so many examples of how you can see 
what a team could look like when you have a different quarterback that brings a different skill set um, and what they can do to really spark an offense. And we saw that last year just recently with Wentz and um, what uh, what uh, uh, what Jalen was able to do for them uh, late last season. So I go with Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean that that, that would be that would make a lot of sense. Um, I didn't have him there just because I don't think Trey Lance will, will make it to nine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the, those are. Those are good points. And, we'll and really end... quick, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, to, go for it. I'm go sorry for it. Go for it. Um, no, you're good. So, um, you know, uh, with Daniel, um, you know, we've seen so many great draft classes, but I can't remember one where it was so loaded, um, like in recent years. Can you think of one that was this loaded with so much talent as far um, as quarterbacks and wide receivers? No, I can't. Like, I, I mean, I think they did say this is probably the most top heavy of the offensive mm-hmm. class. that it you you haven't seen this but like i do think back to a couple of drafts where you have multiple teams get multiple quarterbacks but it's throughout the first round you may have someone at number one someone at four another guy at nine maybe a guy at 11 and 12 but for the most part you sometimes you know i was even looking back at a couple of drafts and i'm like there was no quarterback in the first round you know and Mm. it's 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 this is this is probably the most entertaining one because you know, especially with these wide receivers, these quarterbacks. Um, and it just, it's just, it just makes it all interesting. But yeah, I'd have to say with this one, well, with the most recent one, I probably always think back to is probably 2004, Philip Rivers, ben, Big Ben, Eli. And I think, I don't know, PJ Losman or something like that. He's like the end of the first round. Um, <laughs> I think that's the only one I think back to. And remember watching that draft and then, you know, now sitting back and you got three hall of famers there you know mm-hmm. um i think there was another one a year back um another horrible one i think it might have been 2011 or 2012 but um but re- for recently yeah i don't i don't think i've ever seen a draft like just quite like this one mm-hmm. yeah because i know that as we come to number 10 um i would hate to see dallas get pits if he was the for whatever reason go go 10 but um, I think Dallas has to address that defense. So sorry, I mean a little, you know, yeah. tease to my pick for number ten, German. Sorry, uh, who, I'll who you host your show? Who, <laughs> who, who would you? If you're the Cowboys, who would you take? I mean, I like Horn out of South Carolina. I think he'd be so good there, um, just because they have so many holes in that defense, and why not just address the secondary? As, as someone that I absolutely love loves to play fantasy i remember i would love to see okay are my wide receivers playing dallas because dallas and seattle were were, uh, one of those two teams where you would just see them just giving up so many big plays to wide receivers and i think if if you're dallas and if you let jerry jones just stay out of that uh that room while you're making your picks you you address that defense and um you know like for me it'd be if if sertan is there i mean and of course, uh, you you go ahead and take him. But if not, I would go for uh, uh, for JC Horn there to that to help just buffer up that secondary. Yeah, I, I'd also back that that as well. I think well, everyone's saying Patrick Sertan's like the corner, but they're saying right. JC Horn is really close. But then mm-hmm. they're also saying Caleb Farley is by far the best one, but he's got mental issues. So I think the safe pick, at at least for me, I would probably pair him up with the other Alabama. Uh, defensive back and you know you, you're running two of them so you're gonna have you know you'll have Diggs and you'll have Sertan um, and they're both proven they're both had a great program so 
um, I, I certainly would go with Sertan. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I put my stamp of approval. I think, I, I think he's the right guy for for the Cowboys uh, mm. to to bring some to solidify the the secondary. Um, but I would love them to just make a stupid pick like at 10. <laughs> so just let it be on the record. They go for Najee Harris or something. <laughs> 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 and they have Zeke and Pollard. <laughs> As we, so obviously the, the, the talk is the, the quarterbacks. Why don't you guys get, give me the, your, your rankings of, of the, of the quarterbacks that will be drafted next weekend. So the ranking of who gets drafted first to last? No, 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 no. Just who you like the most. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll just go first. Well, I'll just go just go with Trevor Lawrence. I think Zach Wilson, solid number two. Justin Fields three. Um, four, I'm gonna go with Mac Jones because of the track history and he's proven. And then Trey Lance is going to be last. And then I'll put Kellen Mont at number six. I think he's going to be potential a day two pick for a team like Washington. And I think I think he's got a, a chance to be a starter in 2022. Mm-hmm. Mine's similar to Daniel. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Can you explain the Kellen Mond hype that's been brewing the last few days? I've been hearing a lot of Kellen Mond, how he's he, his arm is amazing. He's going to be great. What we saw in college isn't what we're going to see in the NFL. Is there any merit to that? Is there any? Is there a world where he's uh, the fourth best quarterback in this in in this draft? Because I've seen him as high as four in some in some rankings, QB rankings. I, I could see him high as four. I think that that wouldn't be too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's number two overall, and we could look back in five years. He's number two. Dak was also late rounder, you know, Kirk Cousins, a late rounder, these guys do develop. So sometimes you do look at these top guys, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the best guys. You're going to have to remember, there's going to be some guys that's going to be sitting behind bits, you know, next year. Who is that? Who knows? Could be Kyle Trask. I mean, who knows? And someone's going to develop, but I'm, the only reason I like him, I, I did kind of watch a little bit what he has, but the one thing I liked about him was the fact that he played all four years. Like, you have enough mm. footage on him. He's yeah. not a guy that just blew up in one season, like Kyle Trask did. And, you know, obviously he had plenty of weapons. And it was a one-year thing. I mean, he did in the SEC, which so did Kellen Munn. But um, I don't know. I just That's one thing I like about seniors who played all four years and they played, you know, in college. And I just, I like that track history because it tells me like, you know, they're not, they're not new to this because, you know, obviously uh, Trey Lance is because he's played one year and he has one year of experience in college and that's it. Yeah. So I like, I like the track history that he has. Yeah. So mine's very similar to Daniel. I would just swap because I mean, I'm just a big guy, Justin Fields fan. I just think he has, he has like that pedigree and he has like that toughness. And I forget the game where he had like the cracked ribs and he still went out and still played. And, um, so I would just swap. So it's for me, Trevor Lawrence, number one. Uh, number two, I go Justin Fields. Number three, Zach Wilson. Number four, Mac Jones. And five, Trey Lance. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, and I think I'm just more so just a big fan of Justin Fields. And I could be just because I'm just watching his game. Just like, dude, this kid has the, you know, like that it factor where I can see him mm-hmm. being like this 
really big superstar. And the only thing that I saw that was concerning, and you know, of course, Daniel, you're the pro here, so you correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, just seeing a few like inconsistency with this play, you know, like every now and then, like like I can have like some really good games and some, you know, like he would just fall off a little bit. I don't know. That's just like the only thing that I saw as you know, you know, like you know, just uh, just some kind of just knock on him, but he just has all the intangibles, the accuracy is just so legit too. And that's the thing I really like about him. And not saying that Zach Wilson isn't there, but just the upside is what I'm really leaning on when it comes to just really just um, just seeing what he brings to the table. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, I don't like what's coming out of, of just his camp and, and the things that are being uh, written he doesn't love football. Like football is not something he's like totally passionate about apparently. And yeah, I think he addressed that quote too. Yeah. So what, what was that? What, what, what is it that he said to fix that quote? Yeah. So, so his dad had said something like, like along the lines of like, he's not like, um, I forgot the quote exactly, but it was something like along the lines of like, he's not going to like live and breathe football or something like that, mm-hmm. where like, it's not going to like be the end of him if he doesn't win or something. And Trevor then came back and said, it's not that, I don't, you know, I want to win or compete at a high level. It's just more so I know my my purpose is greater than just football. Like I, you know, like do envision like a life after the game kind of thing. So he was just saying that like, I don't know how like to really word it, but but it's not like football is not important to him, but it's not one of those things where he's going to die if he doesn't do well kind of thing. I don't know if I'm even explaining it right. Um, yeah. Or if Daniel has a better understanding of it or I'm not sure. I, I I think I heard a little bit about it, and you know, I but I, I didn't really get into the details of it. I just think some people, you know, these draftings, they they they're going to turn anything into something. That does scare me a little bit because you do want, and it's I think some of the stuff that you're hearing from from uh, Justin Field. You know, he he's not a hard worker. He's he, he's not a guy who's who's uh who's all about the game and and. You know, his work ethic, work ethic is questionable. We can view all the, all the tape and, and all that, but it has, for me, what makes me comfortable drafting a guy, and, and this goes to the NBA as well, is somebody who I know is going to just work and, 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 and give it 100% and, and, and be kind of crazy about the putting in that extra the extra effort and I always I always uh, think of the story that was said of Jamarcus Russell where the Raiders gave him a blank DVD tape and you know I was like oh did you just watch it yeah, yeah I was up on night watching watching tape and that's how they knew he wasn't he, he wasn't watching tape and and so when, when I heard that obviously maybe a lot maybe 50% of it was was just somebody try, trying to make a story up uh, but but it but it is concerning that he hasn't played it down in the NFL and he's already thinking, okay, I, I, I can do something else. I can go out and, and if things get tough and and I can go out and and I don't know, start whatever. I, I don't know if his comment was religious. I don't know if it was from that standpoint where mm-hmm. he where he can do, you know, a bit bigger than football or whatever. Um but it, I, I'm not gonna lie; it was concerning to to read. I that. found the quote actually. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So it says here, um, in response to because his dad had said right here originally that um, 
Trevor doesn't play with the huge chip on his shoulder, uh, which was what they had first said. And then in yeah. response to that, because it led to someone, you know, a really misreading thinking, okay, is he not even, you know, really lately, like um, having that kind of fire to want to really play football. And then here's his response. He says, I have a lot of confidence in, in my work ethic. I love to grind and to chase my goals. You can ask anyone who has been in my life. That being said, I am secure in who I am and what I believe. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person. I purely love the game and everything that comes with it. The work, the team, the ups and downs. I am a firm believer in the fact that there is a plan for my life and I'm called to be the best I can be at whatever I am doing, end quote. Okay, so that's a lot different than the, than I'm not really into football. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it was um, if he had like that killer instinct or if he plays with some kind of like motivation to just get him going. And it just seems like, you know, he's just very secure with who he is and the talent that he brings to the table. But I will say this, and I'm going to sound like a guru here, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> watch out for the 2023 draft where Trevor's uh, successor, DJ Uyalale, um, is going to be the be the talk of the town because guess what? I know the kid. So, oh, yeah. what, what high school did he go to? He went, oh, crap. Hold on. I know it. Um, <laughs> hold on. I know it. Hold on. Hold on. It was here local. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I know where he went to church. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I know church. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hold on. Uh, it's not modern day. Um, that's that's actually the Alabama quarterback right now, Bryce Young. He'd be in the same draft class, potentially the both of them. Oh, what's what's the school? Now I'm gonna get mad because it's Don Bosco, a, John Bosco, Don Bosco. I think Don Bosco is in LA, something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah. I shot a video for him too, which is why I, uh, but yeah, really, really great kid. Um, super talented too. Um, it looked really good. The too. Game that he- did you see the game that he played when Trevor Lawrence? I did. Okay, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah, ball. I was, I was so, yeah. So we were watching it over here. We, uh, you know, a few of the, a few of the guys over here who, who know him, were, were really stoked to see him do well, and they're saying, dude, he's gonna be legit. So if all else falls for, you know, for Philly, just tank for DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, the first pick, the first pick in the twenty twenty, would it be the in three? Uh, no, it would be the twenty twenty five. Um, Quinn Ewers, Ohio State quarterback. He's the highest rated quarterback coming out of high school. Um, even higher rated than Trevor Lawrence. The only other quarterback wow. rated as high as him is uh, Vince Young. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So wh- he, he, where is he going? He's going to Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. So he would not be. He he'd be a senior. I think he'd be playing senior ball this coming fall, and then he'll be there the following fall. What school is he going to right now? high school uh he's somewhere in texas i think he initially oh, nice. committed to i don't know out georgia and then he backed out and then now he's at, now he's going to go to ohio state yeah because that's one thing i always admire about daniel too i remember he wanted me to always go to all these college games because you know you see a lot of potential like future stars that are like in these programs so i remember he would say oh dude yeah we need to go check out this game because you have so-and-so player here who's going to be huge in the nfl and then uh, so it's cool because, you know, just thinking about like these future kids, like, because even when with DJ, I had my first glimpse of like, oh, this is pretty awesome. Like this kid's a high schooler, but he's already being like sought after it because he had already committed to going to uh, to Clemson. And it was it was crazy hearing his story and just how sought after he was. And he was only like a junior or sophomore, which was crazy like when I first had met him. And uh, yeah, so it's cool. Uh, like that all can really just just happened justin fields so it came out that he he's been battling with epilepsy since he was he was a he was a child and and 
before before we start recording, uh, Ivan, you you said how if he takes his medicine, he's going to be okay. Or I or Daniel right. said that. Does that bring up any issues? Would this affect him getting drafted, or where he gets drafted? Do you guys? Think? I'm, well, I'm no I'm no medical examiner, so I I wouldn't personally know. I'm sure these doctors looked at it. But as far as what I've heard was the fact that they said he's grown out of it. All his family has grown out of it. It right. hasn't affected his game in college or high school. So right. I wouldn't be concerned, but it might just be one of those things where, you know, your medical team should know what to do in case something happens. So I think it's great to be aware of, but I, at this point, I don't, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a medical person, but I don't yeah. think I'd be worried about it. I also agree too, considering that it was him and his party that really disclosed all the information. And they, they even said too, it's something that he's been dealing with for, for a while now hasn't really ever affected him playing playing college ball so and and i think they were saying to most of his family just like what uh what you said right now daniel they they all outgrew it to, to a certain degree where now it wasn't as much of a severe issue um so but it, it's crazy though like i feel that justin has had such a rough go ahead like he's like his stock has really decreased in my eyes like, like from what i've been seeing because i remember seeing i think it was even just last year that he was the guy behind trevor that was the the uh uh you know was the guy to get and then now you're seeing him potentially be in the third or fourth ranked quarterback in this class yeah yeah and it's but that's the cycle of the draft of the or at least right. the prep for the draft and, and that's that's what we we see year to year um who are some under who, who are the the who's the most underrated guy or some of the most underrated guys in in this draft oh man um i i Gosh, I think one, as a USC fan, obviously I follow SC football. Um, I keep my eyes on those guys, but with one that I think is kind of low and that people don't really talk about a lot, it always seems like drafting the third round of these mocks is Amarad St. Brown, which is the other St. Brown from the Packers. I forget his, like, I forget his brother's name. Um, but he five-star recruit coming out of high school. You know, he... He was the number one receiver over Michael Pittman when uh, in 2019. So I, Michael Pittman didn't do too bad. This kid is uh, he, he's got he's got the bill. Uh, unfortunately, they only played like six games, so he didn't really put up the numbers. Um, but he's probably the one guy that I'm looking at, kind of seeing where he falls because I think he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, he's a five star recruit, and I think he's got a lot of potential. He's one person I'm looking at. You know, whatever you know day two day three or whatever seeing where he goes but he's one person they they have really low but i i'm 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 really high and obviously i'm an sc fan they also have another senior um at sc um tyler vaughn um he's been there since i think sam Darnold. you know like so he's been there for a while he's been a you know long time receiver i hope he turns into the steve smith from sc just kind of finds his niche in the league and kind of fall, finds where he can go but um far as guys that are like kind of farther around, I don't know. Those are probably the two that I always think of. Mainly I follow those guys the most. Yeah. And the guy that I was looking at, um, like as one of those day two guys was, uh, the guy of, uh, Louisville. What's, uh, Tutu is that his name? Tutu. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's a little bit undersized, but he's so quick, so explosive. So I think that's someone that can make a pretty good splash. And you know what, if, if Jacksonville plays their cards right, they can even get him at that 33rd pick, you know, just partnering up with Trevor um, mm. there. But that's one of the guys I was looking at as one of like the underrated guys coming out in this draft. I think he, I think he would make a great addition to someone's special teams. 
Um, mm. But yeah, that dude could fly downfield. I think one guy that I like a lot, a day two guy, I've actually mocked him in the first round, of Rondell Moore. A very similar build, kind of reminds me of mm. a Darren Sproles. He's like 5'8", like buck 80. And the, he's the receiver that I like a lot. Um, the, there's some injury concerns with him because he's been injured the last couple seasons. And with a body frame like that, um, and he's a bruiser for a small dude. Um, mm. I could see that you could be worried about it. I mean, obviously he's, he's built better than someone like, you know, Devonte Smith, which I am not worried about of his build, but um, that's another fun receiver. There's, there's all these really cool, like those, those slot receivers in this draft. And I'm excited about that are kind of your Antonio Browns, your smaller dudes, your Wes Welkers, and Rondell Moore is one of them. Um, I think there's another guy out of like Western Michigan. I forget it. Another dude, same thing. And these guys are fun to watch. Just like Wes Welker out there, just catching passes and just duking, uh, juking receivers left. I mean, DBs uh, left and right. But um, those are the, those are the fun receivers to look at. And especially in that third, second, and third round, I think they, this is another deep receiver class. And I think last year they said that there was 35 receivers drafted. 35. And I think this could be another year of another 30 receivers drafted. And it's those guys. Remember, Stefan Diggs is a fifth-round draft pick. So there are guys in those middle of those drafts and those guys that have – because he was a medical you know, problem that they were worried about as well. You're going you're to find some gems there um, mid-round. And um, I think this is a good draft to stock up on receivers if you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of my bias with Pitts, because they don't know I love tight ends um, – I uh, also like Kyle Trask, you know, like out of Florida. I think he won't be like a guy that will take over a franchise, but say if he was to go, what, like Chicago or something like that, he plays behind Dalton Bowles, um, if also, you know, it, you know, like it's still there. But I think he could be someone too that can have a pretty good career considering that he had some pretty good weapons, played pretty well. He has some good touch. Um, but then again, that could be because of the product of who he added for, it, you know, like his weapons, as, you know, like, like with Pitts and why am I blanking on their receiver? Was it a, Tony. Tony, yes. Yeah. So. Yes. They had, yeah, he did have a lot of weapons. They he played amazing against Alabama though and in the SEC mm-hmm. championship game. He had a That's lightning right. game. And I think that was where all his stock has risen. I think he's, you know, pretty interesting to see where he goes to. I mean, you never know. This like I said, these guys could be your next Kirk Cousins. I mean, even a guy, even a team that goes ahead and gets Zach Wilson in the first round. And then you go mm-hmm. ahead and grab one of these guys in the it's the same thing like RG3 and Kirk Cousins. You know, the one yeah. who Kirk Cousins is the one who panned out of that one. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure with these quarterbacks, but the Kellen Munn's the one that I like because he's the four-year starter. I think Kyle Trask has got a huge upside. I mean, you only see him as one season. Um, and the other quarterbacks, I can't I, – I, after that, it's just – I think it's just potential backups. But you never know they who got, could really pan out of this one. And they got Kirk in the fourth round, right? Because they had uh, RJ3 second, and then it was uh, – they got Kirk Cousins – in the fourth round, correct? Washington? I want to say Washington got RG3 within a top five or top ten pick. That That's draft, right. I want to say. He was the Heisman Trophy yeah. winner. And yeah, because it was Luck first. I remember that. And then it was, I think, RG3. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, top five, just, like, probably right after Luck. And, um, yeah, and I'm not sure where Kurt was at. I don't know if it was three yeah. or five or where he was at. But, you know, I remember him at, you know, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing some of these guys. And you just see him, and you're just kind of like, I'll keep my eyes on this guy. And, you know, you kind of see their name. And you know, kind of see where some of these guys go and kind of see how their careers pan out. Some of these guys that we're talking about right now, Callum Mon, he might be out of the league in a couple of years because like Brent Hundley from UCLA, you know, you're just like, oh, this guy's yeah. a day two guy. 
he could be someone's backup and, you know, he could be eventual starter. You know, I, I don't know if he's in the league anymore. You know, you know what I mean? So some of these quarterback prospects don't last that long unless they don't see, the, unless they can get to the field or I, I think that's it. Unless they can get the field and show that they, they can prove something. I think that's the only right. way they're going to stay in the league. Who's overrated? Uh, let me see. Um, who have I seen that I think is overrated? I want to say Jalen Waddle is overrated. I, I think they're putting him as like the number two wide receiver. I think okay. he's great, but he wasn't the big dog. He was not the big dog. Devontae Smith was the big dog. And he's and he's always been a big dog compared to him. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm 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 gonna go, I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle. I, I think I think Rashad Bateman's a better receiver. So I I guess that's probably the only person I I, I could I could think of overrated. So I guess that's my hot take on that. Yeah, it's tough because my mind was thinking quarterbacks uh, when it came to overrated because of the many examples that we've seen in the past where guys come out of, uh, you know, like of college and they're, you know, supposed to be on this great plan. And then like, like, for example, like I think about like Ike Rosen, Matt Liner, Brett Hudley, just as you mentioned. Um, but I, I can't help, but also think that uh, that Lance is in there somewhere too. You know, but uh, just because of the small sample size and, you know, just known up with, uh, uh, with, you know, with the school because, you know, my guy Carson Wentz went there too, but I can see him not panning out and, you know, like a team paying all that capital to get him. But yeah, I can see Lance being a little bit overrated, but it's just like, I'm, I'm such a huge believer with, you know, like a fields. And I think Lawrence will be just fine. Zach Wilson, even too. And Mac Jones, I'm still a little bit iffy on, but I think Trey Lance, you know, for me, considering just how small his sample size is, it's even worse that he was at a lower division school as well. The water one surprise, surprises me because I think Same. he's the... You got to watch... After just... I, when I when I was watching footage, guys, I was yeah. sitting there 16 <laughs> hours. hours, hours <laughs> eight hours. 68 no, hours li- a day. Li- li- literally just get onto YouTube just and just the highlights. And you just watch these highlights. Uh, the way that Bateman goes up to get the ball is, is something you see. I, I, I'm, I'm, he wears the number 13. So all the times I always think of, you know, uh, Michael Thomas, but maybe like a Mike Evans as well. He just gets up and just grabs it. And Waddle, he, you know, he it just seems a lot of times like he's, he's open. You know, he gets open and he's like open. He's, you know, the, I, I think at the next level, you're not going to have DBs are going to be on you. And I think it's going to be a lot harder for him to get those wide open catches and, and not contest for it. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that's, that's, I guess that's the only other reason why I was thinking. Actually, there was one player I was thinking though, that I think is underrated and I, I, I read why he's underrated, but it's Chuba Hubbard. This dude like led the, the nation in rushing yards in 2019. But, you know, and I'm thinking, Oh, okay. Like, you know, this guy's going to be the, one of the best running backs. If they got him, like, they don't, they don't have him go to, like, the fourth round now. And they're like, oh, after last year, he didn't look that well. And he's bumped down to the fourth round. It's like, oh, man, I, I thought that guy could have been something. But I'm, I'm a little higher on him because I've I seen his production that he's done a couple years ago. So I have him high on my board. Where do you guys think um, Najee, Harry, Najee Harris goes? Does he go first Ooh. round? Do we see a first round running back? Yes. Yeah, late yes. though. He's, yeah, eighteen. He's gonna go to the Dolphins. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We 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 spoke about it last night over dinner. Over... <laughs> <laughs> now, um, many mocks that I've listened to, a lot of the mocks that I listen to, he always ends up with the Dolphins. 
if he slips to the Dolphins, the Steelers will not let him go the past. Steelers, the Steelers, yeah, yeah, I agree. And then that's where I had him too. If he if he gets past the second round, oh, the, the uh, I, 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 do the Jets have a first round? Yeah, you know, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, the, actually, the Jets will jump on that too because they got to pick out the the late first, and they also got early second. So, well, I, do you like Harris better than Etienne? Um, yeah, he's a better catcher and a receiver. Mm. So, I mean, that's but Etienne also has that ability as well, just a little bit, you know. Not, it, it just Harris is, I mean, Harris is a lot bigger, he's a bruiser, mm-hmm. and he's a catch. I mean, both best of both worlds. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are your two running backs. After that, I forget who else they talk about. It's a bunch of two North Carolina running backs, and and then and then Gainwell. And some people have him high on their board too. Mm-hmm. But, and one of these guys are going to be someone's fantasy running back. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was doing some mock drafts too, and um, I was doing uh, two different kinds of ones because I'm gonna be hosting a a uh, clubhouse dynasty league, um, and uh, it's gonna be my first one ever, so I'm pretty excited. So I was doing these mock drafts, and it's a whole different ball game. Like it's mm-hmm. like the drafts are literally just like how it it is in the NFL. You go from one to twelve, and then it's back to number one. And um, yeah, Travis, uh, uh, Travis Etienne, as well as Najee Harris, they're they're like just gone like pretty early too because you can either do like a rookie startup where the first four rounds or rather you just do a four-round draft for just rookies or you do like everyone bundled together so usually like someone like those top young uh prospects like a jamar chase pits they go they go pretty early compared to like in a like in a redraft which is what we're typically in um they'll go later but they're a little uh but yeah um i saw that harris as well as etn they go pretty early like in the fifth round sixth round so they can be someone's number two running back or number three considering but um it's gonna be pretty interesting to see where these guys fall and i think it'll be fun once we know where they're going because now you get an idea of okay what's the world going to be like where are they going to be is mm-hmm. it going to be uh their backfield to themselves or is it going to be a a, a the committee approach but i think if it's Najee harris going to pittsburgh that would be you know just a very good fit because now with james connor gone that's that's basically yeah. his backfield to uh to own yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see the whole um that whole that whole uh process with the running backs because I think that that's a position in the right system, they are extremely valuable. But obviously we, we've seen the decline um in a major way of that position in, in, in general. Um mm-hmm. obviously the, the 49ers hold the keys to everybody. But who to me the the Pats are the team that the second team that I look at to make the biggest move uh, because I think they they have the most to gain out of getting a a, a quarterback. Um, do you, do they move up? Is there do, how high do you guys think they move up? Because I, I think they will move up. Mm-hmm. They almost have well, to. Mm-hmm. I think I, th- I think they're going to play their cards. I think they're just going to see what the Niners do. And I think, obviously, if the Niners go Mac, we'll say, and they're a huge fan of Fields, I think they will make that approach to Atlanta or whoever they, they've, they've mm-hmm. talked to in the past. But, obviously, if they're like, okay, our, they're, they took Mac, that's the guy we want. We don't want Fields. We want Lance, but I think we'll only go as far as nine. Um, but they might get to a point where they're like, we want Mac. And I think there's a lot of drafts in these mock drafts. He falls to 15. So they may not need to if they're in love with Mac Jones, unless you have Chicago, Washington, 
you know, maybe even Philadelphia moves up for a quarterback. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. <laughs> one of these guys. But, um, but one of these guys may move up. But at this point, I'm not sure. I think they should just stay put and then just best draft, draft the best available. Is there a team that you guys think should move up? Philly. <laughs> no, no, you're just saying that because I, I heard a quote that, uh, that Howie Roseman was thinking about getting back into the, the top 10. Um, but my thing is, is only if you're trying to secure one of those four pass catchers that are going to go pretty early uh, with Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Waddle. Um, so, I mean, I'd say as a, as a Philadelphia fan, they should move up, but um, they have so much capital though for the next two seasons. And um, especially if, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if Wentz plays, I think it's 70% of the snaps next season, or if they play 75% and they go to the playoffs, um, they get a first round pick from the, from the Colts. So um, should be pretty interesting, but I would say um, if you're looking and get one of those pass uh, pass catchers, which is what I was really excited about with the six pick. But I mean, then again, uh, as I told you too, over text German, I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, we have a lot of holes and it's, it's not just like if we get, you know, chase our teams all of a sudden good again. No, it's going to be, there's some picks we still got to, you know, fill in uh, some holes in our, on our roster, including linebacker, our secondary wide receiver, of course, is, is, is that main one. Um, so, so it makes sense to, to, you know, uh, uh, to, uh, to just go back six picks to get some more capital that way to rebuild. Um, Cause I would, I would love to see Bateman too, if, if he's available going to Philly uh, to give him another weapon for, for Hertz. But, um, so as a Philly fan, I would love to see him move up, but it makes sense if they don't, if they don't, because they have so much capital already. But I think the New England makes the most sense, especially if they're looking to capitalize. And um, if Bill Belichick is trying to at least rebuild the, the you know, that uh, New England team to be a contender again, being that Brady won his ring already without Bill Belichick. I mean, we'll see how motivated Bill is to get that ring again. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I don't, I don't see, I don't see a single team that would be needing to move up for obviously the only thing you'd move up is to really grab a quarterback at this point. Um, unless the team is really like, I, like if, unless someone falls and if it's Penny Sewell, if it's Richard Slater, I think two old linemen that people really like a lot. I think people might start moving up or if a receiver has fallen down, I think someone might move up, but as a huge, I, I do like, I do like, I do like New England at seven. I, I think that's just such a great idea. Um, what you what you came up with because you're blocking Carolina from grabbing a quarterback if they try to do one, and then obviously Miami doesn't want one, you know, Bengals don't need one, and then obviously we'll see what the Falcons and Niners do. But I think that that would be that'd be a smart choice because now you're grabbing a quarterback before Carolina, who still might, Denver, who still might, and I think after that, I think you know. Yeah, I think if they get in the top 10, I think that would be the team to go. And finally, what do we want our teams to do? What do you, as, you know, Daniel, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, Ivan, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, at the end of the draft, you want your team to, to have addressed what need? Maybe not with player, but, but who? Mm-hmm. Um, well, with Minnesota, we have one in the first, none in the second, like two in the second, two, two in the third, two in the fourth. For us, I would love to package some of these up and move back and get two picks in the second round. I'd like to see us maybe grab 
um, maybe grab maybe a, a tap. We need a tackle, a left tackle, or a left guard, but we need a left tackle. And it would be nice to also have a defensive end um, or have a tackle and a guard. We, we have nothing. Our, our left side is just it's a completely gaping hole. It's, it's horrible. So we need a left tackle. We need a left guard. We could get two, two t- tackles and transfer one to guard and then uh, defensive end. And somewhere in this, in this draft, in that way, just those are the three positions we need. Um, hopefully we move back. But if there's a specific player at 14, I hope Rashad Slater's there. If not, Christian Derrishaw is probably the alignment I would like for us to get. Yeah, for me as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I think number one is just the receiving core for us. We've had such a hard time keeping guys, um, you know, just there on the field with so many injuries. And right now I think we have Greg Ward, Fulgham. Fulgham, who was nice, um, you know, he, uh, he had some spark. And then, of course, Jalen Rager, guy that we invested in. So I, I would love to see him address wide receiver. Um, and then... Um, you know, thankfully we did get an upgrade with, with, uh, with Slay there in the cornerback um, position. I would love to see them, you know, just pair him up with someone there that can, uh, can really help him out. So that would be my, and my, uh, my dream pick, if we can get him at 12 is uh, like the Devontae Smith. And I doubt Chase will be there at 12, but if they can somehow get one of those guys uh, there, that would be pretty awesome because now you give Hertz, you know, just the opportunity to, to, uh, to, you know, just really make an impression, whether it's, to, to find out if he's the guy in the future or not. And, you know, if not, thankfully we have the capital to at least uh, make a pivot to, 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 uh, to get that guy. Um, but yeah, for me, it would be really addressing that secondary and just, uh, just giving Hertz as many weapons as possible to see what, he, uh, see what he's made of uh, this upcoming season. How awesome would it be if Asante Samuel falls at 37? Asante Samuel Jr., how awesome would that be? That'd be pretty dope. At 37, that would actually be pretty cool. I would like to see, obviously it's going to be a quarterback, so whoever. At this point, um, just, just... No, but dream forward. scenario, man. This is your dream. You don't say whatever for a dream. You got to choose one guy. Like Mac what's Jones. the number? I guess I'm going to go back Mac Jones. Really? I just... Okay. okay. I oh, just... Yeah. He has... I don't know. I just... I, I like Mac Jones, and, and I think he can... He has the shades of, of Matt Ryan. I think he... He has the the footwork in the pocket of of a young Tom Brady, just the, just the movement within the pocket, which is key for a guy who's not a scrambler. Because if you can't move, then if you can't run, then he's yeah, at least be able to move in the, in the pocket and he's able to do that. Um, so I'm gonna go Mac Jones in the second round. I want, to, I want us to go to leave the weekend with, with some secondary help because of uh, we're, we're uh, Jason Verrett injury away from being uh, completely depleted in the secondary. So uh, a corner, a safety, um, it'd be good to get a guard and just shore up the offensive line and just add some depth to it. And uh, yeah, so that's what I would like to see. Just quarterback, back Jones. I, I don't, I don't know who we, we, we I don't know what cornerback co- would be available in the second round, but someone in the second round with the 43rd pick um, that could just shore up that, the secondary, and I would be happy. That's good, man. Well, man, what are you guys gonna do for the draft? I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching it at home as of now. Mm, nice. Yeah, same yeah, here. I think, I think I just have everything on alert, you know, and just like, okay, next pick. I'm, I'm probably gonna be. I, I still, I'm doing the backsplash. I'm still doing working on the house, so I still got a handful to still do. So mm-hmm. I'll probably be doing both at the same time. Nice. What, what are you doing, Ivan? Same. Yeah, just watching it from home. I don't know if I should do like a, a live clubhouse reaction to, to the first uh, 
first draft. So, and then I'll have to send you the invite too for that, Daniel, so you can be a part of it and really flourish. I think this is definitely like an app for you. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That sounds fun. I'm, I'm, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be fun. We, 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 should, we should do that. Yeah. Got to set it up right now after we get out of this. So that that's so that, that's what we're doing. So the draft's Thursday, five that's p.m., right. and it goes uh, till Saturday. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, we we gave well, you know, our best, our best insights. Um, I look forward to talking with you guys next. Uh, yeah, well, after the draft, and uh, and just discuss everything. So thank you guys for joining me, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you again. That's a brood thought podcast. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, broodthoughts.podcast. You can follow us on YouTube uh, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, I should say. And uh, subscribe to our to our uh, Spotify and uh, spread the word. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps. And uh, we'll have another one of these. Uh, coming on Sunday, where we will talk about social interactions and our thoughts uh, when we are about to embark on on interactions with other people. So uh, keep an eye out for that, we or an ear out for that. We I had a pod with Harry where we talked about baseball, and so check that out. So thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Drink better coffee.